Money. You can't really get through life without it. Some people use it to define success. Others use it to attain freedom. Whatever your motivation, you need to know how to earn it, how to use it, and how to grow it. At Tilly Money, our aim is to build the financial strength of women. And this season, we're taking it to the next level by empowering you with practical wealth building tips and strategies to help you become financially independent. From money to beauty to health stories, we're also going to be talking to women about the inspirational journeys they have taken to motivate you on your path towards success in all areas of your life. This is Tilly Money. Charles Tarby is the chairman of Century 21 Australasia and Better Homes and Garden Real Estate Australia. His career in the industry began in 1972 as an assistant property manager and at the age of 18, he sold his first home. Three years later, Charles purchased a real estate business with the equity gained through a home he'd previously bought. In 1983, Charles embarked on his biggest challenge and commenced combined real estate that he grew to 56 offices. Then in 1995, he purchased the Australasian arm of the Century 21 Australasia and merged the two companies. Following that, in 2011, Charles acquired the property assets of Wentworth Holdings, integrating this property management business into Century 21, making it one of Australia's largest and most diverse property groups. And if that isn't enough, Charles is also the author of two books, Profit Driven Real Estate and Listing Rich. And, and to his credit, this is probably the best thing he does, he's a regular contributor to Tilly Money. Today, he's here to talk about red flags to look out when you're inspecting a property that you either buy or you may want to rent it. Charles, welcome to Tilly Money Podcast. Thank you very much, Maureen. It's good to see you. We go way back. Yes, we do. Yes, we do, sadly. Um, not from <laughs> your side, not from your side, sadly. In fact, I know your husband as well. Oh, yes, Peter Switzer, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. So, But um, Charles, I know that the area of property is something that you know very well. And so we're really glad to have you here today. And we're glad that you contribute to Tilly Money as well, because you talk real estate the way Peter Switzer talks money too. You know, you say it like it is. And I know the answers that you're going to give, they're just going to be good common sense answers. And if they're not, you know, we're going to put you and um, mm. to the test again. Yeah, so that's you. it. Yeah, so no they problems. better be good after that build up. But uh, let's kick off this because... A lot of people, they want to go and buy a property or they want to rent a property. That's a given. But we often make this purchase that's the biggest purchase of many of, um, for many of us, the biggest investment we make in our life. So, And we often do it without a lot of thought, a lot of inspection, a lot of you know due diligence. What kind of advice would you give in that area? What's kind of like, Charles, the number one thing to look out for when you're even inspecting a rental because yeah. you're on a journey yeah. about property. I, I think to, in today's market it's a little bit different than a lot of markets and it's certainly different the, in terms of buying than renting. 
uh, right now a lot of people have been buying because of that that old fear of missing out situation. So they'll Don't rush know. into something. Mm. Yeah, they're going to rush into it. Mm. Right now they're, they're, it's starting to change and that is that they're, they're going through this process of fear of paying too much now, mm. which mm. has been occurring around the country. Mm, I so I think if you're looking at a rental, the rentals right now in certain areas, it, it, it's a little bit easier than it has been and it will be a bit easier because a lot of the people who've been buying are, are renters. And they're going to be moving out and there you're going to, you've, you've got more property coming on, the vacancy rates will be high, you'll be able to negotiate better. Uh, and I think the same's happening with the uh, property market as well. There's a lot more stock coming on. The last two weeks has been a visible amount of stock coming on compared to this time last year. Uh, there's still certain areas where there's not a lot of stock, so activity's very, very hectic. However, going and looking away from that, if we didn't go into that, that process of rushing to buy because we're worrying about missing out, a lot of people miss the point. They, they fall in love with the property, and this is part of the big problem. And, and it also applies to rental. You know, I love that place. I want to live there. Uh, and uh, and so they overlook a lot of things, and that is one of the biggest mistakes people make. So it becomes make. a big emotional that, that, purchase. Yes, they get they get to look at it, and uh, and they think, yep, they start placing furniture, they start thinking about how they're going to live there and what it's going to be like, and so on, and they just completely overlook um, areas that could be major concern. So that's the first thing is. And I always say to people, if you're going to do this, make sure after you've found something that you call somebody you know. Now, if you call somebody you know that you respect, they're going to give you grief as well. They're going to tell you everything that's wrong with it now rather than, than bits and pieces because quite often a lot of people, um, they don't want to be responsible. If you made the decision to buy a property and they gave you all the reasons why you should and something goes wrong, you're going to feel as though you're the blame and, oh, yeah. and they may want to blame you. Mm. So a, a third-party inspector will come along and tell you everything that's wrong. Mm. So that, that's not a bad thing. No, Sometimes uh, they talk I, – I used to see this when I was a young real estate agent. I'd take a young couple out and they'd, they'd love the home and they'd bring – we used to call him Uncle Louie yeah. and he used to be the state manager for mm. something that had nothing to do with real estate. Mm. But he was Actually, you wrote an article in Tilly that I read and you mentioned Uncle Louie. I mentioned mean, yeah. Uncle Louie's <laughs> famous. Yeah. I put him in book as well. Yeah. And, uh, and Uncle Louie, I remember him one day, this young couple was staying out the front of this house and they loved it. And, and as mm. soon as he got out of the car, he's gone, timber windows, mm. going to have to paint those. Mm. And, and it's just below the road. Yeah, so that's yeah. not it. And he went through everything. And, mm. and he wasn't wrong, but the property was priced according to where it was and what it was. Mm. And people should understand that. You know? And I learned from that that next time I did a third-party inspection, I always took the third party out without the buyers. I removed the emotional content and I had a one-on-one -on -one discussion with the third party. And we came to a balance and that balance went back to a buyer and then the buyer would make a rational decision. That's right, that's right. But mm. so, so sometimes people will buy something and they won't do that. And uh, yep, they'll move in and they go, wow, I've got this, that plumbing, these walls, this mm. electricity, this is a problem, mould, blah, blah, blah. And you do overlook a lot of those things. Because you've been concentrating then on the Uncle Louie and helping you make that really <laughs> terrible, rational purchasing decision. But I'm going to find an Uncle um, Uncle Louie or at least an Uncle Charles for the well, next... Well, you can give me a call. Yeah, I will. I, I will indeed. I will indeed. Let's move this back to the discussion. Because you, you've really been focusing then on property. And renting is also important, Charles, because you take a lease, usually it's 12 months... You don't really want to move in and then find out you've got the neighbours from hell or you've got, you know, a gang of people upstairs or squeaky floorboards or, you that know, is, you've got plumbing that, a, that yeah, won't work because you, your life problem. becomes a nightmare, mm, you know. So mm. this time you don't own the property 
but your life could be messed up for that 12 months because of it. It, it can be. And it could also be that 12 months go so quickly and mm. before you know it, you're out. Mm. You've got somewhere else True. to go. So mm. these are other things you need to, to think about negotiating. And just on that point, if ever I was going to rent a, a property and I got a 12-month lease or a six-month lease, I'd negotiate an option because if I, if I negotiate an option, I've got a chance. Mm. And that's something a lot of tenants don't do. So, and a lot of landlords get a bit difficult with it, but as the market gets tighter for them, they might become more approachable when it comes to that. The, one of the big things that was associated with the government's buying um, housing for uh, people who needed support was that they would buy them all in the same area and, and they would, that, would, that in itself would cause problems because a pride of ownership in a property, a pride of ownership in an apartment or a home is an important thing. And so if I'm a buyer, I look into that area and you can see, you can literally see that there's no pride of ownership in certain areas. That is the red flag for a tenant. When they're looking to rent, you'll notice it. You'll notice it around the block. Garden's you'll notice it in kept. the foyer. You'll yeah. notice it in the mm, stairwells. Yeah. You'll notice it out in the garbage yeah. area. These yeah, are things. Yeah. You've got to look at the bad things in a property, not just what you want, but what you don't want. Yeah. Well, um, I heard that someone had rented a property and the lift used to break down every two mm. days and they needed the lift. You know, are there kind of any ways as a renter yes, you right. can find out, you know, that are these important things? Yeah? A, a okay. lot, I just give you the perspective of uh, people who say, ask the question, you know, how do I know a good agent? You know, and I say to a lot of people, one of the worst things you can do if you're thinking about selling your property, as an example, or even, even renting, is... The perception, when perception meets reality, reality comes off second best. Mm. And a lot of people pick an agent because they've got the most number of signs out in the field. Mm. And I always say to people who are thinking of selling, knock on the doors of people who have a sold sign on them and find out what they think of the agent. Don't go to the agent that has the most number of signs because now you're adding your property to an agent that has a portfolio that they, of homes that they can't already sell. Yeah. So, mm. But the perception is mm. you go to that agent that's yeah, the yeah, most yeah. active. Mm. And so it's the same with uh, uh, tenants. If, if they've got an agent and uh, the agent says, oh, I manage a few properties in that block, knock on the door, find out what the agent's like. It's not just the property. Mm. The agents can be a problem. Now, I'm a real estate agent, and mm. I don't mind saying that. You haven't got because, any problems. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. I think my phone's been running hot since I've been here. But, <laughs> but the thing is, you need to find out about everybody you're dealing with. And that's really a very mm. powerful thing. Mm. So true. Getting back to this idea of a lift, you know, you walk into some of these apartment blocks, particularly when they're new and everything looks good because it's fresh and whatever. And say you were thinking of buying one, okay, it looks great. I've got the gym there, you know, I've got a pool, I can do my yeah. workouts, you know, I've got the lift, you know, to, after I've done a massive workout, just get the lift up, up to my apartment. But there are strata fees attached to, you know, a pro an apartment. How could you assess what the strata fees you know are and the upkeep are all those kind of things as good as it seems and but first of all can you just tell us what strata fees are just in case anyone doesn't Look, yeah, know na na naturally your conveyancer is going to find these things mm -hmm. out for you but again nothing beats knocking on people's doors my daughter bought a home recently and she bought it in an area and there, there's a a, um, a substation over behind the other side of another property mm -hmm. And, and she said, Dad, I'm not sure about that. What do you think? I said, look, Sarah, knock on a few doors. Do, I know this sounds terrible, but I want you to humanise yourself. She said, how do you mean? I said, carry your daughter with you, you know, and knock on people's doors with your daughter and say to them, I'm thinking of buying a home in this street. 
what issues have you found in this stretch? Really mm. simple yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you find out you find out very quickly what's going on in that area. Yeah. Very quickly. I used to say to people that one of, uh, when I when I was out listing and selling real estate actively, I learned how to do things simpler. So instead of speaking to a hundred people a week, I'd find four or five people that spoke to 100 people yeah. a week that were decision makers. And I remember one particular chap, he was the the um, manager maintenance guy in a large block of apartments. So once a month I'd go and visit Ron and Ron knew whose husbands were good and whose chicks weren't. And, <laughs> I, and, and so I could find out very quickly from Ron what was going on in yeah. that complex and mm. so can somebody else. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a, that's a so very wise thing. Just, mm. just talk, it costs you nothing. And, yeah. uh this one could be a really bit, um, bit hard to answer, particularly in COVID, Charles, because we haven't had as many planes flying around. And to a certain extent, perhaps the traffic, you mm. know, hasn't been as intense as it might Correct. be under normal yeah. circumstances. But what can you do if you're buying a place, you know, and how can you check that you don't have planes? You know, you look out and you see the whites of the eyes of the passengers or just trucks going by look, all look, day. Look, there, there is so much now, mm. so much information that you can Google. There is so much that you can find out about, about flight paths and uh, and and uh, trucks and and freeways and tra- traffic movement even to this day, even though they're not on a road. So people can get by with that. Now, if you want to buy a property, sometimes you have to put up with that. And look, my first home was on a main road opposite a railway station mm-hmm. near the train station. It's what we real estate agents call close to all amenities, right? <laughs> but, but the property was yeah. priced accordingly. Yes, of course. And I think that's what you've got to think about. Yeah. Uh, there will be things, uh, obviously there's vendor disclosure, but vendors um, are not obligated to tell you everything. And a building inspector, it's pretty hard for them to find out in a two-hour visit what it's like to live in that property. You know, but you can find out about movement, traffic. Yeah, I, I can do that now and, and, and determine what flight paths are and so on and the frequency. So that, that I think, is an easy one once I work that out. Let's get on to that eight-letter uh, word. Sorry, it's just a lot of people don't think like you've just said. No. And so, so they don't do it because they don't think that that's way. That's exactly right. Yeah, and I guess yes. part of what we're doing in Tilly Money is no. we're trying to raise people's well, awareness we don't, before. Yeah, we don't want to talk people out of buying no. or, or renting. This is this sometimes too mm. much information does mm. that Yeah. and people wait. Um, I was talking to a senior person at a senior bank when that bank announced back in March last year that property prices due to COVID will, th- will fall 32%. Mm-hmm. I remember speaking to Peter Peter Switzer about it and he said, what's your view? I said, property prices are going to rise. I don't, I don't see that. I don't know where they get that from. Anyway, um, in September or so, it was, it was about five or six months later, um, they, that same bank announced that property prices will increase yeah. by 9%. And I rang... This lady and I said, "What did you do? What did you and your husband do?" She said, "We waited, and uh, we, we we're struggling to get into the market. So sometimes too much information." Yeah, I, I hear uh, what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, and I know you're an advocate of property prices. Mm. You know, were going to grow, and I certainly know Peter was because I make sense out of his articles on a daily basis. All right, and, uh, <laughs> okay. just out that's of why, his articles. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, yeah. well, that's why he's so smart. You know, or appears to be. But we've got to stop having a go okay, at Peter. All right, all right, but um, look, there's an eight-letter word really that I think that uh, has plagued the property market for some time, and that's asbestos. Okay. Like, yep. what's the situation? Is it still an issue in the property market? It is in older days. areas. Yeah. It certainly is in older areas, and um, the the reports do come out. Even uh, again, going back to my daughter buying a property in an area that's only ten years old, mm. uh, they 
there was an asbestos report as part of it as well. Mm-hmm. So it's there, it's real, and it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so people have to factor that in. And I, and it's not saying don't buy, you just might have to renegotiate mm-hmm. with your vendor yeah. Um, yeah. or your landlord. That's mm-hmm. what you've got to think about. Don't walk away, renegotiate. Yeah, 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 good tip. You mentioned your daughter before knocking on doors. That mm. was the advice that you gave to her, you know, and be human, you know, take your child with you so they won't think it's just, you know, someone trying to correct. sell them something that's, or be pissed. Yeah. yeah. So neighbours, you know, you can move into a property and you can get neighbours from hell. We hear it all the time. Is that a similar thing that you would say, the door knocking? How can you find out? Is there any other way, you know, that... I, I, you know, can... I, well, I do think that's the... the the quickest way because mm-hmm. people across the road or down the road will tell you about up the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I door knocked real estate properties as an 18, 19-year-old, um, before I realised how I was doing it wrong, I'd knock on somebody's door and say, do you want to see your house? And they go, who told you? Who's Who's been talking? Yeah. Bloody people up the road, so yeah. on and so on. <laughs> now, then I learned how to walk around with a sold folder, a word folder with sold written on it, and mm-hmm. people knew I was an agent yeah. as I was walking up to the door. And it, it sort of it, it, it uh, at least gave me some room to start talking about other things before they got stuck into me. I think that that is one way of finding out, definitely, is going and talking. But you can actually find out statistics in streets now oh. uh, on certain websites. You can find out what crime is like in certain oh, areas yes, now course. on websites. Yeah. Um, I was um, presented with a website the other day called Reside, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's with Z, R-E-Z-I-D-E.com, and it's a website that... And it's only just starting to to come out now, mm-hmm. and it's got crime, it's got movement in your property. They can mm-hmm. do it through satellite, so on. Uh, there's a whole series of things that people will be able to find out about their property mm-hmm. that they're interested in buying. They'll even be able to find out about a property in a street that's not even on the market mm-hmm. yet, and see if it's something they'd like, mm-hmm. and 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 then they can go and approach the owners direct if they wanted to, even if they're not selling. But there are sites like that out there. Mm. And, uh, See, that's uh, such an important one because I remember that Pete and I were taking our little grandchildren to um, a nature park and our son was with us, their father, and he, um, he was just Googling some information about mm. the suburb because it didn't look, you know, the best of environments and right. we couldn't find the park and we were wondering if we were in the right place. Wow. And I remember, okay. I remember Alex saying, oh, this is great. He said it's the second you know, um, second suburb, highest suburb for crime yes, in yes, New South Wales. Yes. So we kind of thought, let's get out of here yeah, now. But now that's exactly can. what you're saying. That's, that's right. You know, that's they're, right. they're really good uh, insights. And I think, again, that, uh, look, too much information is dangerous sometimes, but um, better you know and then make a uh, rational decision mm. rather than an emotional decision. Exactly. Or balanced decision. Balanced, or balanced. We're all mm. about balance here, Charles. Um Living by the ocean, you know, we um, we live in the eastern suburbs. It's great to be by the sea. I mean, manly, you know, I was over there for a wedding a couple of weeks ago and as we were driving around in that gap between the church service and going to the reception, we did a wander around manly and we were just saying, this place is absolutely stunning. But mm. you you buy a place by the um, by the ocean. What are some pitfalls? Like is it, you know, rust? Is it mould? Is it well, well, yes, it's those mm. things as well as the fact that, you know, from my experience that I don't live in the eastern suburbs i live in the blue mountains mm. uh, 
which, which you know very well. And uh, I, what I get a little bit concerned about, people who live in the eastern suburbs, plenty of, a lot of them think that the western suburb starts at Centennial Park. So we need to educate <laughs> them a bit more. Yeah. It's changed. It's I don't changed. spread that pop- propaganda. Um, I, I mean, when I've gone away on holidays or whatever and you get an apartment somewhere by the sea, the thing that always bothered me was the mm. wind yeah, and the, the, wind. And the mm. sand. Yeah. And, the, how, mm. and, and everybody wants to live by the sea. Yeah. And, and, uh, and for me, that's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. So I, I think that... Mold, whatever, whatever, are all problems, but it's obviously beautiful, it's fresh and in its own way, uh, and property prices um, tell you that that's the case as well because people are willing to pay a lot of money for them. But it is, uh, in my view, when you live by the sea, you live with crowds as well, mm-hmm. and that's part of... Uh, what I don't like about it is that it's mostly holiday area and so you don't get that peace and privacy that you might want in some of those areas. Well, you get those, those migratory areas. populations quite. You don't get that sense of community. Even well, I think you've got a large population in Bondi of Kiwis yeah. than you have in, in Auckland. Yeah, I that's very true. That that's nature. very true. No, yeah. I, would, I understand why too. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, you do. You, you get... Uh, transient population, mm. you've got a lot of movement, you've got mm. very limited car parking, mm. I know, in, in mm. some of those suburbs. Oh, Bondi, yeah. it's impossible. Yes, mm. so some mm. of those things to me give me a really good reason. I, I grew up in a small country town called Crookwell, mm. just northwest of Goulburn. Yes. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and for me, uh, living in the mid or lower Blue Mountains is a good mix between the city and, and the country. Mm. You know, um, it, it's very true. Charles, all of this is great because, you know, we're trying to say to people, this is a big purchase, you make an enormous outlay of money, yep. do your due diligence, you know. Would it be a good idea, for example, to rent an Airbnb in the area? Because you can't expect to go out there one day, yeah, that's you know, and... In, uh, or, you know, something like an Airbnb and stay there. Well, and I don't even know why you've got me here today, Maureen. You've got all the answers. <laughs> well, you can go and stay in hotels yeah. on coast or you can do Airbnbs in lots of areas around Australia. And you do find out a significant amount about what's going on yes. in those areas. Uh, I rented an Airbnb uh, for my team one day. I was up at the top of the Blue Mountains, a cliff looking down there and all that. We just wanted to get away so we could we could do some work. And it was a lovely property, but I started noticing as I was walking around there were people everywhere and there's lookouts and there were people mm, walking mm. down these pathways mm, back and forth, buses area. pulling mm. up down the road. Yep. Uh, so I, I learned very quickly that that's probably not a property I would buy. Mm. I guess even in an area that had too many Airbnbs. Yeah. You know, you've got too well, many people too many coming and going, a, too many block, rentals. Too many yeah. rentals in the block. Yeah. That's the thing. That's mm. uh, presentation. There's a building, I, I won't name it, in the city of Sydney that you buy there because it's quality because you've got good concierge service, because you've got good security, you've got uh, owner-occupier, you've got mm. pride of ownership. Mm. And across the road, mm. it, literally across the road, they don't get anywhere near the same prices yeah. because of the opposite reasons. Mm. Those people across the road need to do something about that to improve their probably property prices. Care. They yeah, probably, don't probably don't care. care. Mr Charles Tarby, you've given us some precious information, just like you, very precious. Mm. Thank you. We love you being yes. involved with Tilly because we know that you do support women and uh, and... I guess that more women understand more about money, the better it is, you know, for people selling property too. And as you say, make it with rational information. You've got to be a bit emotional when it's your home. 
but mm. um, because it's your home as opposed Maureen, to investment. Maureen, I, I think uh, female real estate agents make the best agents, mm. particularly those who've had a family because yes. they understand how a home works. Exactly. And mm. and that's one of the big things about it. Uh, so ha- very happy to do this. I just uh, say to people that looking out there to buy, you've got a great chance, particularly now if you are a single woman or you're a, a woman supporting a family because of the the new uh, offers from government yes. to, to offer you a, a um, guarantee for your deposit, which mm. I think is exceptional. Yeah, good There's move. a lot of people who are paying more in rent now than they are uh, than they in would in the mortgage. Yeah. The mortgage. Mm. So it's a very good time to look. Uh, and so maybe you should uh, consider starting a small real estate business and start looking after those people <laughs> for rent. And I have a couple of perfect franchised opportunities I'm sure you do. You. Yes, I'm sure yeah, you yeah, do. Yes, well, so maybe you can give me I'll a little bit more I'll wait in the foyer when you finish, you can come out. And, and, and you know that I'm a solicitor by profession, so I'm going to haggle you over will. the contract. I won't sign easily, even with my broken wrist. I know. Mm. We always start at double the price with people such as yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Tybee, it's been great talking to thank you. you. Again, Maureen. thank you for your interest in Tilly Money, and we look forward to the next time. Thank you. Your host this week was Maureen Jordan. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. To keep up to date with all of our content, follow us on Instagram at tilly.money. Thanks to Ixon for our intro music.